the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. Today is going to be a battle for the hearts and, more importantly, minds of the Trivial Warfare Army. In one corner, we have the host of Things That Are Blank, Nitro Nick Groves. How's How it you going, doing, Nick? guys? I'm actually more concerned about the bodies of the Trivial Warfare Army. <laughs> they're very doughy, very doughy. From speaking from experience, uh, me knowing myself, yeah. doughy. That, that being said, they're my people, so yeah. you know. <laughs> In the other corner, we have the host of Trivial Warfare and Talking Fat, Jonathan the Lumberjack Oaks. Woo. Is that is that a tree thing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a tree? Is this a tree reference? Because your last name is Oaks. I don't know if you is knew that. Is that why? Listen, oh it's better God. than the last one I had. So. I've never heard that before. You know, uh-huh. I've been told that my voice sounds like butter. Mm. <laughs> you know, I have been told that. It was, it was like it. two seconds ago. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to know a little bit more about our contenders. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your podcast? Uh, so I am the host of Things That Are Blank, and we are uh, a show where it is essentially, uh, what's the best description of it? It's uh, it's Taboo meets $25,000 Pyramid, but the host is better looking and less funny. I prefer the $100,000 <laughs> Pyramid, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to the $25,000 Pyramid? Okay, fine. 100000 is much better. You're right. You're right. It's completely different. <laughs> so different. Yeah. All right, Jonathan, why don't you let us know a little bit more about you and your podcasts? I heard the I heard the pluralization there. <laughs> so yeah, um, I am responsible for the Oaks Media Group. That is the flagship show, Trivial Warfare, which is the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. Uh, oh man, I almost went into the whole spiel just now. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's amazing how much that cadence gets stuck Woo! in your head when you get into it. I Warming know, up, Adam. Warming up, Adam. Yeah. Oh, if, sorry. if you do it differently, it literally sounds wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also responsible for Trivial Warfare Blitz, Foreplay, and the aforementioned things that are blank. All of them roll up under what we call the Oaks Media Group. So, uh, yeah, we have a ton of fun producing games, and uh, I'm ready to be embarrassed and lose to one of our hosts tonight. I was going to say, this is this is a very dangerous game because you guys realize this is my boss, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Nick likes to claim he's not very good, but he sits there and reads trivia questions all day for a living, and he's done it for 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. close. I'm getting and, old. <laughs> and the last time Nick was on our podcast on Throwback Trivia Takedown, he took down another Oaks Media Group trivia host and that was in tim edwards and it was oh yeah yeah you you, you knocked him out pretty good 
No, 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 no. It was a fluke. He was leading going into the <laughs> oh, end. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I and bet then... <laughs> everything, and you asked me a question that could not have been more It was right. It was the golf one. Yes, the golf yeah. one. Oh, are you sure? It wasn't It wasn't um, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, too. So occasionally, so, occasionally, I get something that that is just so me, so in my wheelhouse that there's there's nothing that anybody can do to stop me. I become the juggernaut at that point. As long as you don't go inter- intellectual, Nick is gonna win. <laughs> if you go intellectual, I have a shot. And I'm not good at intellectual, but he's real good at everything that bad, else. Yeah. So I just want to say. Um, I just listened to uh, the this last episode of Things That Are Blank that came out this week. And uh, if it's okay, I'd like to throw my hat into the ring of Dr. Claw impressions. Ooh. Oh. Oh, yes. So that's Let's all right. hear this. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> me, 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 me. All right. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Damn, that is, that is good. That is yeah. so good. That is right up there with Scott Barber's Macho Man invitation. <laughs> That's real good. How have I not heard that before? Oh, oh I don't know. I do it all the time. Well, no, not yours. I'm talking about Scott Barber. Oh, okay. I've heard yours, oh, John. But I got to talk to Scott Barber. Barber is the best Macho Man. <laughs> all right. But that was, John, that was awesome. That was, that was spot on. Y'all don't know that. He literally pushed play. It's just a recording from the show. He tried to fool us by moving his lips, but no, he literally pushed play. Yeah. Is that a, is that a Welker, John? Yes, it is. It that is, is Frank it Welker. Is, oh, he's our he's our favorite uh, voice artist of our all time. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are... Movies, music, television, video games, sports, news and politics, fashion, technology, slang, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I would like you two to tell me what is your favorite, and I'm expecting a fight here, nostalgic breakfast cereal? <laughs> oh, so we have to do our own oh, cereals? <laughs> are we ranking? Are we ranking from twenty to I just, one? I just want one. Yeah. It was thirty to one, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can tell you. I, I okay. So the the I think the point the best breakfast cereal from from way back in the childhood. Um, is also the point at which cereal went, uh, I think, in the minds of all of our parents from being a healthy, nutritious option for first thing in the morning, like buying into the marketing, to the uh, what the F is going on here, and that would be cookie crisp, right? Mm, all okay. of a sudden, it was just cookies in a bowl, and, and parents, cookie crisp. <laughs> parents everywhere went, wait a minute, I don't think this is right. So, yeah, I'm going with cookie crisp as the, uh, as the number one seed. 
So, right. yeah, so are you asking which one, like, I am nostalgic for, or are you yes. asking which one I think is the best? Which one are you most nostalgic for? Uh, for me, it, it, this is like a super lame answer, uh, but growing up until eighth grade and after the eighth grade i moved to live with my father and cereals opened up to me i started having a plethora <laughs> of options before that there was only one option in my house for for the first 12 to 13 years of my life and that was honey nut cheerios mm, so classic. honey nut cheerios is the cereal i grew up on and that would have to be my nostalgic option but that's honey, I- have okay. you had Honey Nut Cheerios in the last? Oh, they're know, awful. Have, <laughs> so no, then you haven't. Yeah, they're you still have. not good. Well, yeah. I was gonna say, how how can you be nostalgic for something you had for breakfast this morning? <laughs> um, you could watch a John Hughes movie and be nostalgic for it while you're watching it. Ah, uh, touche. <laughs> no. not, more like three shea, honestly. <laughs> I would say well, Honey Nut uh, Cheerios is the one that uh, is the biggest wool over their eyes for parents where they all think it's healthy, but it has just as much sugar as Cookie Crisp and Captain Crunch and all the other bad and look, stuff. And it's like, well, f*** you, Mom. <laughs> I could have been having Crunch Berries, yeah. and I'm stuck with Honey Nut Cheerios. Yep. Oh, man, you should not go into my pantry right now. My pantry <laughs> right now is just I'm, I'm the worst father or the best. It depends on which angle you're looking at. <laughs> There are no fewer than 12 different kinds of sugar cereal in my pantry right now. Are you are you rating them right now? What's going no. on? No. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's, that's just a day. That's just you how life like is right now. You sound like a spice. We'll take you. We'll take you in. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I, I'll bring the cereal. <laughs> well, um, I, I got to say, both good choices, but going for nostalgia, I ate so much honey nut cheerios when i was a kid yep. that i'm gonna go with uh jonathan's pick so jonathan is going to get to pick first in round one round one smbs it's total <laughs> bs dude Terrible. we didn't even know what the rating scale was yeah. it's it's and and for control of the game i totally forgot mm-hmm. that's how this worked <laughs> 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 you would have if you just said crunch berries you would have hit adam's number one so. that's right oh but it but doesn't matter not adam's not hosting one. i'm hosting which right. means you had to hit my number yeah one. Yes. i know yours your tastes i i listened to that episode <laughs> and you were pissing me off dude <laughs> <laughs> i mean adam's takes are not great whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. downright awful <laughs> If we're redoing this and I'm trying to get John's number one seed, can I go for $50 of cash in a bowl that I mailed to you last week? <laughs> I, I, did, I did retry a few cereals. One of them was Trix. Mm-hmm. I retried Trix. Mm-hmm. No, not oh, no. That's okay. different and now. Seven and then I realized I was killing myself with cereal before I finished the next box. I was like, all right, let's try these Crunch Berries. Jesus, that's 18 points. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> not doing the Crunch Berries. <laughs> So I never even finished the boxes that I bought after listening to your show. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. All right, Jonathan, what is your first category? I'm choosing it for me or I'm choosing it for yes. Nick? First round, you pick for yourself. Second round, you pick for your opponent. I am going to go with movies. All right. All right. And your decade is the 80s. Oh, boy. We're starting off big here. All right. So this question is a dramatic reading. Oh, crap. 
Adam and I are going to read part of a script from an 80s movie, and you have to identify the movie. Um, By part one or part two, John? Uh, you will be the first part. Okay. You better act it out. Don't max headroom this crap. <laughs> I just talked to my father. He's making me quit the play at Henry, Henley Hall. Acting's everything to me. I, But he doesn't know. He... I can see his point. We're not a rich family like Charles's. We, but he's planning the rest of my life for me, and I, he's never even asked me what I want. Have you ever told your father what you just told me about your passion for acting? You ever showed him that? I can't. Why not? I can't talk to him this way. Then you're acting for him, too. You're playing the part of a dutiful son. Now, I know this sounds impossible, but you have to talk to him. You have to show him who you are, what your heart is. I don't know this. Uh, Was my acting part- too good? No. Is that <laughs> Honestly, it had a hint of Bill and Ted in it because Ted couldn't talk to his dad. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, but Ted didn't want to be an actor. The police officer. So this was a person who wanted to be an actor who couldn't talk to their father. And they had enough of an arc to where... Yeah, I, you know what? I'm just going to... Hope that this is Cameron from Ferris Bueller Days Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm going to guess that. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is incorrect. Yeah. Nick, can you steal? Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is uh, Oh Captain, My Captain. It's Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets Society is correct. Wow. It was on the list of things that I could guess that I didn't. Yeah, I <laughs> you 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 said Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I'm like, that is such a good guess. Like Cameron and his father, yeah, hundred percent. All right, Nick, you got the steal, and you get to pick your category. Uh, video games, really? Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, like current video games, not so much, but seventies, eighties, nineties, hundred percent. And for this one, you get the eighties. All right. All right. Ask him who invented Yars Revenge. <laughs> the coder. <laughs> This video game console, which came out with the game Donkey Kong, was released in August of 1982 and discontinued in 1985 when the company withdrew from the market. The company withdrew from the market. The, uh, it was 82. I don't know. My first system was the Intellivision. Um, and I used to play, did you ever play the game Snafu on the Intellivision? No, I don't think I ever had one. That was so good. It had a little disc control. Um, I don't remember a game that came with it, though. It was the Atari, the Intellivision, and the ColecoVision. Oh, ColecoVision. That doesn't exist anymore. ColecoVision. ColecoVision is correct. God. Wow. That's literally, I'm like, just say Intellivision so I can say ColecoVision. Because it's an obvious guess. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jonathan, what would you like? I'd like to get one right. (laughs) You tell me which category I need to choose. You just got to pick. Yeah, yeah, I'll go sports. All right. All right, sports. And your decade is the 90s. On February 10th, 1990, the biggest upset of the year happened when who knocked out Iron Mike Tyson in the 10th round of their Tokyo bout? Gonna hope that this is the famous upset, and I'll say uh, Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas is correct. 
Uh, I mean, that would have been some random second or third knockout that happened afterwards that nobody cared about. So, right. no. you remember he got so they had the Mike Tyson's punch out on on the NES. Yes, and then and then they came out on Sega with the Buster, Buster Douglas, Douglas boxing because <laughs> they thought he was going to be the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Yeah. Uh, let's go with TV. TV. Your decade is the '80s. All right. Veronica Hamill played public defender Joyce Davenport on what 80s police procedural? Uh, Joyce Davenport was um, in the 80s. Uh, was that Hill Street Blues? Is that your guess? Yes. Hill Street Blues is correct. God. Well done. He's on a roll. He's yeah. good. I'm having Nick. a good game. Your voice You're might be butter, but game. Nick is right now the one on a roll. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> so bad. All right, Jonathan, what would you like? I will take a stab at music. Music. Your decade is the 70s. Oh, boy. All right. The song YYZ by Rush is a masterpiece of instrumental progressive rock. The rhythms at the beginning are actually the title in Morse code. What do the letters YYZ refer to? Is this the Toronto um, airport code? The, I think it's it is Mc... the Toronto yeah. airport code. <laughs> it's like McPherson or Pearson or something like wow. that. The only Very reason, good. okay, so so I have been in that airport at least twice. So that was a lucky, lucky moment for me right now. <laughs> it's a lot better than the answer I was going to give, which is the Japanese zipper company, which is a totally. <laughs> also, uh, there, I do need to make a correction. Uh, it's YYZ. They're that Canadian. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian, Canadian, yeah. Well, we ain't in Canada, so I <laughs> says it how I wants to say it. <laughs> All right, Nick, what would you like? Uh, let's go with food. Mm, my favorite subject. Your decade is the 90s. Uh, gushers. Oh, oh always <laughs> the right call. Always the right call. In <laughs> this frozen snack became popular in the 90s due to a catchy jingle taken from the McGuire sisters' 1957 single, Sugar Time. Uh, you are my candy girl. Um, the only thing I can think of is it. You said snack, though. You would have said breakfast cereal if it was honeycomb. Um, you shouldn't have been talking about how good I was doing. You've ruined it for everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I got nothing. A sugar, uh, the fruit stripe gum. That's the nineties. Fruit stripe gum is fruit incorrect. stripe. It's gum. <laughs> gum. Uh, <laughs> All right, Jonathan, can you steal? Read it again, please. This frozen snack became popular in the nineties due to a catchy jingle taken from the McGuire sisters' nineteen fifty seven single "Sugar Time." And Nick, it sounded like you were singing "Sugar, Sugar." I was. I don't know the song "Sugar Time." Uh, wait, no. Oh, you know? Can you want to sing it? 
No, I mean, I could try. No. I'm happy to help. Uh, is, is it the uh, sugar time, honey bunch? No, that's sugar pie, honey bunch. <laughs> that's Jay and the Americans, I think. Uh, actually, it's not Jay and the Americans. I don't know the answer to this. A frozen snack in the... You said 90s or 80s? 90s. Frozen snack in the 90s. I will guess frozen thin mints. Frozen thin mints is incorrect. John, can I have a guess? You may have a guess. I don't know if this is right or all, but right or at all, but I the the 90s catchy jingle to me is pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper, supper time. time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Is this bagel bites? Correct answer is bagel bites. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, wow. <laughs> I see. We only had Totino's pizza rolls in my uh, house. That's what it was. I didn't have either. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, I lost track. Whose turn is it? it is uh, I believe it's Jonathan's turn. It's Jonathan's turn. Yep. yep. All right. We're going to go technology. Technology. Decade is the 90s. What programming language was developed by Sun Microsystems in 1995? I think that's Java. I'll guess Java. You think correctly. It is Java. Java. Isn't that literally what you do for a living? <laughs> I'm in <laughs> IT, but I don't do IT. I do talky talky make nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're the puppet master behind no. everyone? Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm more like the puppet. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'll go slang. Lang, your decade is the 80s. In the 80s, when something was gross, but with a little extra je ne sais quoi, it was called this. And when something was really gross, it was this to the max. Oh, damn it. Damn it, why'd you make it so easy? Totally grody. Grody is correct. (laughs) And you gave him to the max and everything. Yeah. I had it without it. I I apologized to my brother, um... We just did an episode (laughs) where he did the same question, and I was going to change it, and I was like, no, I like that question. I don't care if we did it already once. The episode hasn't come out, so they haven't heard it, so I'm going to do it. (laughs) Actually, at our poker nights, I do ask some of our questions. (laughs) That might have been one of them. It would not have mattered. Okay. I'm going. I'm working on a project right now that's causing me to go back through every question that I've ever written, and it's it's approaching somewhere between seventy and eighty thousand questions that either I or my company has written over the last dozen years. Uh, and we started at the beginning, so we literally uploaded like round one, question one of the first ever event that I've hosted, and we're oh well God. over a thousand unique events that we put together. Uh, and the number of repetitive questions that I have, like the same question asked in mm. week one and week two and week four <laughs> and week seven is significant. <laughs> so, All right. I don't feel okay. so bad. Second game, same as, same the, as first. the first. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, would you like news or fashion? Uh, honest to God, I can't believe Nick hasn't selected news or politics yet because – He's low-key loving that, so I'm going to try and take that from him, and I'll say news and politics. All right. right. Your decade is the 90s. And uh, dice are not loving the 70s. Yeah, only one so far. 
The U.S. House of Representatives impeached Bill Clinton on December 19, sorry, December 19th, 1998 for perjury under oath. True. Following an investigation by what federal prosecutor? I think that was Ken Starr. So I'm going to guess Ken Starr. Kenneth Starr is correct. All right, Nick, you are stuck with fashion. Yeah, it happens. He's a fashionable guy. He'll be fine. <laughs> Members only. Damn right. <laughs> Decade is the 70s. All right. Popular in the 70s, this sleeveless, collarless dress was intended to be worn over a blouse, shirt, or sweater. No idea. All right. No idea. Jonathan, <laughs> can you steal? Read it again, please. Popular in the 70s, this sleeveless, collarless dress was intended to be worn over a blouse, shirt, or sweater. Like a vest dress? <laughs> I was voted vest dressed. Uh, um... the, the only thing, Jonathan, the only thing that popped into my head was was uh, Jennifer Aniston from Friends wearing like the the white short sleeve shirt over the spaghetti strap dress. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to guess sundress. That's all I got. Sundress is incorrect. No. <laughs> no, darn. Uh, it is this called. Is, this is one of those questions that Jonathan and I can work together on this for a half hour and make no progress. I'm like, please ask if, ask about a Nehru jacket. That's all I know is a Nehru jacket. Uh, no, it's called a jumper dress. No. If you say so. Yeah, no. <laughs> That was the question. All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? Well, these two trivia titans, uh, who have both won previously, are doing a fantastic head-to-head -head match. It is 40 to 40. Or Jonathan's won two. Yes, I got it, Jonathan. Yes, you're that <laughs> awesome. Nick's only won one, but Jonathan's won, won two. <laughs> to be fair, I've won 100% of the episodes I've been yeah. on. I don't know if that... Uh, so is Jonathan. <laughs> no, okay. I had to try to get in somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah. you got nothing. But, uh, all right, yeah. All right. 40 to All 40. Right. Going into the uh, next Wait, round. It's, it's not 40 to 40. It is, yeah, it is. No, it's yeah, 40 it is. to 30. I've been keeping track. It's 40 to 40. No, Nick uh, missed two. Look, the bottom, yeah, but I stole Yes, but he one. also stole two. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I think oh, the, he stole one. I've only missed one. Yeah. one. The important thing is Jonathan's score should never be the score of record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. So, yeah, it's 40 to 40 because he, he missed two and... Stole one. Stole one of yours, yeah. I missed one and didn't steal any. All right. Is, is it obvious that there are four trivia hosts in, on this one right now? <laughs> We're all, like, debating who got it perfect and all this stuff. Yeah, perfect. Round two. All right. So in this round, uh, Nick, you are going to get to pick first for Jonathan. Fashion. Sweet. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm not scared. Your decade is the 80s. All right. Reminiscent of the Scottish Sporin, this fashion accessory is ironically worn in the front. But don't call it this in the UK or Ireland, though. What the hell did you say? <laughs> the Scottish Sporin? Sporin. What is that? Spell that? S-P-O-R-R-A-N. Can you might use it in a sentence? No, you're right. Sporn is correct. Reminiscent I, of the Scottish Sporn. <laughs> I knew it right away, John, just so you know. It okay. was a good question. All right, read it again. Reminiscent of the Scottish Sporn, this fashion accessory is ironically worn in the front. 
Don't call it this in the UK or Ireland, though. I'm going to go fanny pack. Fanny pack is correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Scottish. I've seen the with the Scottish kilt, they have that bag. That no, yeah, I knew it was like front. a belty kind of thing. That's yeah. the sporin, yes. Yep. I, was I about didn't know to what a sporin was, but yeah. they ironically kind of made it easier too. I was, yeah. What's funny is I I knew it was the belty thing, but I I did not I was not able to connect that to fanny pack. I could not get from here to there. That's that's the problem with trivia knowledge is that I know what a effing sporin is, but I have no I, I can't pull fanny pack. You should have worked. You should have worked wrestlers into that somehow. The Rock is frequently seen. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jonathan, you get to pick for Nick. Uh, Nick, I want you. You know, I don't believe you're bad at news and politics, dude, but I'm giving you technology. Technology. And his decade you, is the 70s. Are you picking that because every day I'm asking you some form of how to use this piece of technology question? <laughs> yes, that did weigh into my thinking. <laughs> June 4th, 1973, Donald Wetzel, Tom Barnes, and George Chastain were granted a patent for what financial services device? What financial services device? That is what I said. In what year? In the 70s? 1973. This can't be a calculator. It could be. I mean, it's, that seems a little late for the calculator, doesn't it? It might be a calculator watch. Maybe they worked for Casio. Oh, that's a good, yeah, you know what? That's, yeah, yeah, that's an excellent answer. Um, Do it. He's like, yes, go calculator watch. <laughs> I should go upstairs and get mine. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's an accounting, what was it, say it again? Abacus. June 4th. 1973, Donald Wetzel, Tom Barnes, and George Chastain were granted a patent for what financial services device? An amortization table. That is incorrect. And I didn't want to bother repeating it, so I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan, can you steal? Wetzel, Barnes, and Chastain. WBC. It's, um, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to guess stock ticker. Stock ticker is incorrect. I thought they were older than that. The correct answer is the automated teller machine or ATM. ATM. Oh, okay. That is definitely not an accounting device. (laughs) He said financial services. I said financial services device. It didn't say accounting. Well, I heard accounting. (laughs) And trust me, that ATM is definitely accounting. Every time I try and get cash out, I pray it's like, oh, just give me an extra 20 I one have time. gotten an never... extra 20 once. <laughs> you have? I have. Oh. It was stuck to the other one. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't count it? No. Oh, uh, okay. I've seen, I've, I've heard people that said they're like two or three 20 stuck together. Wow. And, and then they checked their bank balance and they removed the oh, extra money wow. from their bank balance. No, they yeah. never counted it. They didn't, right. they didn't know. You're like, no, I only took $100 out. It's like, sir, this is the video of you doing a happy dance in front of the machine. (laughs) That was not a happy dance. That was my $40 dance. It was very different. All right, uh, Nick, I believe you get to pick for Jonathan. All right, uh, let's give him um, mm, mm, Jonathan. Jonathan, let's go movies for Jonathan. 
Ooh, what he picked very first. Yeah, but yeah, he saw me miss it <laughs> on something he thought was obvious. You know what? The only advantage he has is the last movie he saw was 1987. <laughs> uh, your decade is the 90s. Which 1993 film featured the character of Lieutenant Lenina Huxley? 1993. Lieutenant Lenina Huxley. Will you spell that for me, please? L-E-N-I-N-A-H-U-X-L-E-Y. 1993. There are two different possible, like, yeah, that's totally logistically sure that could be it. Um, And I'm going to guess one of those. I'll say G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane is incorrect. Whoa. Out of curiosity, what was the other one? I'm not telling you until you've answered. <laughs> oh, no. I, I am well aware of what the answer is. Oh, you are? Well, oh, yeah. Let's, no, let's I, I know this answer. It's easy to see. Lieutenant Lenina Huxley, she needs to teach you about the three seashells and take you to dinner at Taco Bell. This is Demolition oh, Man. That's Demolition Sandra Bullock from Man. Demolition Man. Damn yeah. it. Sandra Bullock. Demolition Man is correct. <laughs> uh, the other one? Other answer? Tank Girl. Tank mm. Girl. Lori yeah. Petty. Yeah. yeah. No, I can see that. The timing yeah. was just about right for G.I. Jane, too. Yeah. I'm so upset. Yep. I was, good, I really was thinking guess. military all the way. I wasn't thinking police. Man, you stole yep. from me on movies <laughs> again. <laughs> it's called strategy. <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's, some, there's some bull crap right now. <laughs> all right. Well, Jonathan, you can get back at him by uh, picking a category. Uh, I'm giving Nick news and politics. News and politics. And his decade is the 80s. Savings I wish it was the 70s. <laughs> in 1984, the Bhopal disaster resulted from a toxic MIC gas leak at the Union Carbide plant, killing 3,000 immediately and ultimately claiming 15,000 to 20,000 lives. In what country did this take place? Can you spell Bhopal? B-H-O-P-A-L. That's either India or Pakistan, so India. India is correct. Yep. Bhopal. Bhopal, thank you. No, I'm guessing, but (laughs) I work with a lot of folks from India, so it's common pronunciation. All right, Nick, what do you want to strategically give to Jonathan? Uh, we're running out of good ones to give Jonathan. Um, let's go with, let's go with hmm, TV. And his decade is the seventies. Not related to the 2006 Olympics. What kind of car did Starchki and Hutch drive? Read it again. Not related to the 2006 Olympics. What kind of car did Startsky and Hutch drive? 2006 Olympics. That's a Winter Olympics. Yeah, I get it. That's creative. I like it. <laughs> oh, you better get it, Jonathan. Nick seems yeah, like he does. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, sure. Whatevs. Um, I don't know when the hell. I don't know when the hell 2006 was. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I'm really bad at Olympics in general, Winter Olympics more so. Uh, maybe this was Sochi, which doesn't help. 
maybe this was I don't know so Starsky and Hutch probably an American made car from the 70s holy crap I don't have any idea I will guess a Plymouth something damn can I not name a I'm gonna I'm gonna guess a Grand Marquis. Grand Marquis is incorrect. Nick, can you steal? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he he got caught up in a big very important text message during that question. <laughs> we can't read that. Oh, what's it say? Yeah, it's, we can't read it. Oh, it's, so, it's so blurry. Ruth Ginsburg. Bader Ginsburg has passed. Oh, away. she passed? Oh, oh crap. No. That's gonna be a problem. All right. Yeah. Everything um, this year's a problem. Yeah, jeez. <clears throat> okay, um, Starsky and Hutch. Uh, this is this is a. It, it was a great clue. It was a great question. Um, the only benefit that I have is, as Jonathan said earlier, I write trivia for a living, uh, and I have written and asked this question many, many times. Uh, I'm actually surprised you didn't go the Clint Eastwood route because uh, Grand the Torino, the God damn it, Olympics were in Turin, Italy. It is a Grand Torino. Torino is correct, or the Ford Torino is correct. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't get even off know where my we are lawn. Now. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right movie or not. Uh, I believe it is Jonathan's turn to pick for me. Yes, correct. Yes. What categories are left? I'm doing a terrible job keeping track this half. Uh, we have video games, sports, slang, and food. Music and gone? music and music and music. Oh, and music. Sorry. I will give. Nick, food. Thank you. Yes, I, I am a good host. I am, but hungry. it's gonna be food from the eighties. Little, little dated. Still right. gushers. No, that's the nineties. <laughs> Here we go. The motto of this Nabisco cookie was two kinds of cream in each funny face." Two kinds <laughs> of cream was my nickname in high school. <laughs> I thought you were called the white stuff. no oh i can see it it's not dunkaroos that was the 90s version that that's already been a missed answer on a jonathan oaks episode of this game that is correct (sighs) well it was the the cow wasn't it I'm not going to pull it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, moo muffins. I, I'm not going to pull it. <laughs> Was that moon muffins or moo muffins? Yes. Does it matter? <laughs> Either one is incorrect. Jonathan, can you steal? Hell no. <laughs> N- Nabisco? Mm-hmm. Two kinds of cream in each smiling face. What is that? What? Two kinds of cream in each funny face. Funny face. So something to do with Barbara Streisand. Yes. <clears throat> funny face. No. No funny face fans out there. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got nothing. I'm gonna say El Fudge. El Fudge is incorrect. Adam, do you remember these? No, not off the top of my head. I, I'd, I'd fail on this one too. All right, uh, they were called giggles. Oh, I yeah. remember seeing them. Yeah, yeah it looks um, familiar. I'm unaware of these. We ate a bunch of them when we were kids. So, 
shoot, you've got well, them you, now in front of you. You're you literally eating them now. You need to maintain the sugar high from breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We had uh, a single mom, all right? Three kids. <laughs> she did what she could, okay? <laughs> I also had a single mom. Yeah. <laughs> Honey nut <laughs> Cheerios. Uh, all right. I believe, Nick, you're picking for Jonathan? Uh, yes. We are going to go with music. And your decade is going to be the 90s. All right. Uh, this is going to be a lyric reading. All right, this is from a 90s one-hit wonder. We love the all the all of you, where lands are green and skies are blue. When all in all we're just like you, we love the all of you. This is In the Meantime by Space Hog. It is In the Meantime by Space Hog. Good job. Whoa. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Nice. Good pull. All right. Jonathan, what do you want to give to Nick? Uh, got, Nick uh, gets slang. Nick gets slang. We're, we're splitting video games and sports. Yeah, and it's, he, it doesn't matter which way. It's gonna he's going to have to way. give me what he what what he wants, and I'm going to have to give him what I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And your decade is the 70s. In the 70s, if you were out to lunch, you were what? Not paying attention. I'll give it to you. Oh! I'll give it to you. Nick is picking for Jonathan. Yep, uh, Nick, you're picking for Jonathan. Yeah, I am going to give... Oh, man, do I want my category or <laughs> I do I want him to get his category? <laughs> um, yeah, so if I give him his category and he gets it right, then I get mine and I get it right. But if I give him mine, let's go video games for Jonathan. The funny thing is, I'm also pretty good at video games, and you're right. also pretty good at sports. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> what's what's going to happen is we're both going to be wrong, and neither one of us is going to steal either. <laughs> <laughs> of course, fait accompli. And Jonathan's decade is the '70s. All right, I apologize. This question is a little wordy. Back in 1976, a programmer named Will Crothet decided to make a video game that didn't include anything about sports or space. Little did he know that he created the first ever console adventure game. The player controlled a cross-shaped character that had to traverse through a series of caves while looking for a secret chalice. What was the name of the game? 1976. A plus-shaped character. Does plus mean heavy in this context, or does it no, look like cross, a plus sign? Cross-shaped oh, character. Cross-shaped character. Read the whole thing again. <laughs> okay. Back in 1976, a programmer named Will Crothet decided to make a video game that didn't include anything about sports or space. Little did he know that he created the first-ever console adventure game, the player controlled a cross-shaped character that had to traverse through a series of caves while looking for a secret chalice. What was the name of the game? It's not Pitfall because Pitfall wasn't caves and he wasn't cross-shaped. I do remember a game called Mountain King that's a little closer but still not right. It's not a text-based game. Series of caves, chalice, I have to get this right but I'm not going to. Uh, I will guess... I will guess... 
I will guess Zork. <laughs> Zork is incorrect. Nick, can you steal? Um, the, the It was the origin of the Easter egg. This is adventure. Adventure or Colossal Cave Adventure is correct. Right. Yeah. See, I honestly mm. thought about guessing Adventure, but I thought Adventure was a was an 80s Atari game. It was it was it on ported. the yeah. Atari. It was ported to the Atari, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have just gone with that. I definitely thought about it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you get sports. Yay. Yay. <laughs> There's much I'd like to choose sports for Nick. <laughs> this is, you know what? If 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 everything goes great, this is going to be about the 1991 Washington Football Team Championship. <laughs> Except the 90s was done in uh, the first round, but this time you do get the 80s. So you're 80s. Close. Okay. All right. Twins Phil and Steve Marr made history in the 1984 Winter Olympics in Sarajevo by finishing first and second, respectively, in what skiing event? The biathlon. Biathlon is incorrect. Jonathan, can you steal? I like where you went there, though. I've always thought the biathlon would be a lot more fun if they if they combine it with the ski jump. <laughs> <laughs> you have two opposing countries on either side. I thought you. I, I swear, I thought you were going to say if it was to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, read the question again, please. Sure. Twins Phil and Steve Marr made history at the 1984 Winter Olympics in Sarajevo by finishing first and second, respectively, in what skiing event? Water skiing. Um, I'm going to... So it's a difference between skiing and skating. He got rid of the weirdo biathlon. <laughs> Could be moguls, could be the downhill, could be the. I'm, you know what? I'm going to guess uh, ski jump. Could be the biathlon. Just saying. <laughs> ski jump is incorrect. Sure, it is. Uh, it is the slalom. Sure. It's the slalom. Event. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You know, Nick, that could have been a guess a number between one <laughs> yeah. and ten. Name a sport in the Winter Olympics that involves skis. Well, you had to do it. Unfortunately, you both failed. No. The score right. has gotten markedly worse for me since the mm -hmm. first half. All right, Adam, what is the score going into the final round? It's not good. Yeah, Nick uh, is at 90, and Jonathan is only two-thirds of that with 60. Final round! Ooh, you only got two right in that round? Uh, yeah, dude, it was bad. <laughs> it was yeah. real bad. All right. So here's where you're going to make uh, your wagers. You can bet to up to as many points as you have based on the category of country music. Oh, Is that in your wheelhouse with golfers there, Nick? <laughs> uh... 90 to 60, huh? Mm -hmm. Yes, 90 to 60. You've got a conundrum there, Nick. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the question should have been? What 1981 arcade video game featured yeah. the first appearance of Nintendo's mascot char character Mario? That is today's question on the uh, uh. 
Trivia Day oh, calendar. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Which I believe, Jonathan, the, the 2021 version of the calendar is currently on sale, is it not? It is at uh, TriviaCalendar.net. That's that's good thinking right there. Yeah, TriviaCalendar.net. Actually, I can tell you there are less than 300 remaining. So, so go snatch one once, up. Once they're sold, they are gone, gone, gone. So pick yours up today. Actually, the best deal you could possibly get is if you bought the entire lot of 300 you get a really good <laughs> you're uh, not wrong bulk discount on that legitimately no the more you buy the more you save all right nick have you locked in yeah no i gave it to adam first okay <laughs> also john knows mine and adam knows yours <laughs> Ooh, it's oh, hidden to them did? i don't see it or did you, oh did you facebook it i me? facebooked it yeah uh, okay all right cool I'll, I'll send it to you john all right here is the final question every year the Country Music Association gives out an award for Vocalist of the Year. They give one to male artists and one to female artists. Combining the two, name the solo artist who won Vocalist of the Year the most times in each of our decades. Who won the most in the 70s, who won the most in the 80s, who won the most in the 90s. I will give you a couple of clues. In the 70s, it was a male artist who won in 74, 76, and 77. In the 80s, it was a female vocalist who won four times between 1984 and 1987. In the 90s, it was a male artist who won five times between 1991 and 1995. And while Jonathan and Nick are thinking about their answers, I'm going to pop in here and tell y'all, listen to every single podcast on the Beef Up Network. Obviously, you're listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. You might as well be listening to Blast From Our Past if you like me and John, because we also host that one. I also host Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Corey from Cartwright also hosts Podcasting After Dark. And then we have two Canadian buddies doing Talking Back, all nostalgic-based podcasts. They are fantastic. You should check them out. I guess you should probably also listen to Things That Are Blank and Trivial Warfare and Talking Fat and everything in the Oaks Media Group, because those are pretty cool, too. I'm sitting here trying to think of the artists that my mother loved because she loved country music and I did not. At least back then, I enjoy it a bit now. I was able to successfully name three country music artists. Are you locked in? <laughs> that I believe are from separate decades. Are you locked in? I, I Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to be able to name another one, so... You want to send them your answers so I can talk out loud? I can, sure. All right. So the 90s is Garth Brooks. If it's not Garth Brooks, the whole world is broken. Because he, was putting, <laughs> he was putting out some massive, awesome albums in that range. He, he's, What's that? One of the best, biggest selling artists ever of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and really good. He's the reason. He's He was my gateway to country music. Um, the 80s feels like prime Dolly Parton territory, working nine to five right inside of there, you know, so, uh, it's too early, I think, for Reba McIntyre, it's way too early for Shania Twain, so I'm thinking Dolly Parton there. The 70s are where I'm just hurting. I'm leaning towards Clint Black right now. But I I don't know if he was old enough. Randy Travis is too late 
Merle Haggard's old enough. You got the Highwaymen. The Highwaymen were Johnny Cash. It could be Johnny Cash. When was San? When was when was that? The Highwaymen were Johnny Cash. Um. Wow, I almost said Merlin Olson, who's a football player. That's amazing. Uh, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson. I don't feel like it's Waylon Jennings. I don't feel like it's either of those. All right, I'm, I'm narrowing it down to. It's not. I don't think it's Conway Twitty either, even though he's right around the right era. I'm narrowing it down to Clint Black and Johnny Cash. God, Johnny Cash would be so chalk. I'm going, oh, oh, it hurts. <laughs> Clint Black would have been so young in the 70s. He had to be around 40 in the... <sighs> you know what? We're going to roll a D20. Where's my... <laughs> I got a D20 right here in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> 11 or higher. 11 or higher is going to be Johnny Cash. 1 to 10 is going to be Clint Black. Seven, that's Clint Black. All right, so I'm going to say Clint Black, Dolly Parton, Garth Brooks. All right, and Nick, what were your answers? I I mean, honestly, the just the sheer amount of country music artists that you were able to name, I am in awe of your the, the width of your knowledge, <laughs> the breadth of your knowledge. Um, I, I, I assumed that Waylon Jennings was from the 70s, so that was the only name I could pull that I thought was 70s related. I did think of actually Johnny Cash, but I thought he might have been like the 60s. I feel like he was bigger earlier. Yeah, so Waylon Jennings was I put in the 70s. Uh, I put Reba for the 80s because that's somebody I know was big in the 80s. I like your answer better. Um, And then uh, I also put Garth Brooks for the 90s because he was by far, I mean, like I said, he's one of the largest selling artists, period, full stop. Yeah, now that's the easy one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to think so. So, yep, Garth Brooks, 90s, Reba McIntyre, 80s, Waylon Jennings, 70s. All right. Well, uh, Jonathan, I hate to tell you, Clint Black's first album came out in 1989. <laughs> My God, I was a generation away. Wait, wait. But did he win Best Male Vocalist in the 70s? Because that was the point of the question. Yeah. Unfortunately, the uh, male artist... This is disappointing. The male artist who won three times in the 70s was Ronnie Millsap. Oh, I wasn't getting there. Mm. I've heard his name, but I don't know anything about him. I've never even heard the name. Oh. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, you guys go watch the Ken Burns country music documentary. Oh, my if you God. Like, How many parts you... is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like six, five or six. It's so good. It's so good. Each of them at least two to three People hours. People always so. say yes. that about Ken Burns. Like, it's amazing. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are amazing. They are amazing. All of his docs. His, his Vietnam one is my favorite of all time. It, he needs to he needs to drop the video stuff and get into podcasting, and then I'll listen to him. <laughs> That's right, right, Jonathan. Uh, tell him how to do it. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I can listen to hardcore history for days on end, but I can't watch something for more than twenty minutes. So so just listen to it. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> it, it, it can be. What's the answers? Dolly Parton, right? In the eighties, uh, the female artist was Reba McIntyre. Oh, for God's uh, sakes. <laughs> <laughs> and in 
and the male vocalist in the 90s that won five straight times was Vince Gill. What? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this question was impossible. What? Who won? Wait, did Garth Brooks win? I believe he won once or twice in the 90s, and then he won a few more times in the 2000s. Okay. Oh, maybe he was later. He was, no, no, he was no. good in the 2000s. No, okay. So I think the bottom line is what we've learned here is not only country music is not good, uh, but the, <laughs> the people who choose who are good in country music also have no idea what they're talking about. That's so. Have you heard Vince Gill? He's an amazing singer. I don't singer. give two <laughs> about Vince Gill. I was introduced to country music through the Hits album for Garth Brooks in early 1996 so he's he had six albums out he probably came out in 89 or 90 with his first one so yeah that was literally like the prime of his career yeah i'm with jonathan and nick on this one like garth brooks was the gimme answer and then all the others were a little bit more and then 80s was like a toss-up between reba and dolly and then 70s was a little bit tougher but yeah garth that should have been a that is that is Impossible. This was I didn't make up the question. answers. It's I a gotcha you, question. I bet you the yeah. Country Music Hall of Fame people would miss this question. Right. <laughs> you could you could ask this question to Reba McIntyre, <laughs> Garth Brooks, and Waylon Jennings, Garth and Brooks they would, would be not like, get it right. Well, I mean, it's got to be me for the 90s, right? <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that me? Is this about me? This is about me. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to tell you guys. You, did, you either knew it or you didn't, and you didn't. I, Definitely I, did not. Yeah, all right, Adam, was, what this, is the uh This was all the about the scores well, going Well, we it. need to know what Jonathan's score was. Oh, that's right. Jonathan, uh, why don't you tell everyone what you wagered? wagered? I wagered 60. Right. Uh, you bet it all. I had and to. Yeah. Nick, what did you wager? I wagered absolutely nothing, and yes. I got my wager in within less than a second of hearing what the category was. <laughs> can ask Adam. He's like, where'd you say yeah. it? Oh, shoot. It's been here forever. It's Yes. <laughs> I got right. your wager yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. What is the final score? With a final score of 90 to 0, Nick Groves is our ultimate Oaks Media Group champion. There you go, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> You're getting a raise. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Can I have double my current salary? Well, <laughs> I, that's too much, dude. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on our little trivia podcast. Uh, is there anything you guys want to do a quick shout-out for here at the end? Jonathan, I'll let you go first. Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> shout-out to Nick. He's good. He's yeah, a lot better than he thinks he is. Don't let him tell you different. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, do you have anything to shout out? Uh, yeah, listen to Foreplay. Uh, listen to Blitz. Those are two great shows on the Oaks Media Network. Uh, the other two shows, meh, but uh, <laughs> but those two are really good. So check them out. All right, that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or... If you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on throwback trivia takedown.
Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.